Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets. I'm your host, DJ Mitchell, here to go over Monday's four-game slate of action. Uh, what is it now? The fourth, 4-4-2022. We're getting into hopefully warmer weather where you are. Uh, hopefully, we're getting closer and closer to the playoff hockey. Um, I will mention that I did do a video for Best Ball NHL drafts. Uh, you can find that on my Twitter. I'm going to tweet it out probably every day this week. Um, if you don't know what Best Ball is, Best Ball is basically exactly like any fantasy draft you do with your friends, right? You all get together, do a fantasy hockey draft and get your team only in best ball. You don't have to make any changes, any adjustments or any roster edits at all. Your best roster will score for you every single week. Uh, and in the playoffs, it's going to run, you know, first round, second round, third round, Stanley Cup finals, $5 entry at underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code MSP, MS, yeah, MSP for morning podcast to get me a little bit of credit back at you, a deposit bonus. Top prize is 4K. So if you want to check that out, check out the video if you want to learn more. Like I said, it's basically do a fantasy draft. Your team's going to score points. If you win the whole thing, you get all the money. And they're a lot of fun. Uh, not a lot of downside, $5. Um, but uh, one thing I wanted to just mention before getting into the show, only four games, so not a lot to talk about. I did get a couple little questions that I just wanted to kind of hone in on a little bit more. Uh, one, and I'm kind of looking at my phone if you're watching this on video to look at some lines. So, um, one was about kind of first goal scorer props uh, as far as if they're good, bet or not. And it, it's not a perfect science. Every game might be a little bit different depending on kind of the level. Like you have the Austin Matthews and McDavid uh, comparatively to the, a game I kind of pulled up, which was Vegas and uh, Vancouver, which would, would have happened on, you know, that Sunday night. Uh, but essentially what you're seeing is often, you know, one in 12, one in 13, all the way down to some of these defensemen that get around, you know, 60 to one, you know, stuff like that. Um, I don't think that these are profitable at all. They're definitely not good math bets as far as um, just the VIG on them is incredibly high. Uh, if you kind of added up all of these players and said, okay, so one in 12, well, you got like 12 guys that are one in 12, that already kind of eats up the 100% chance of there's only be one goal scorer, right? Um, you know, then you get down to the lower. So you're really looking at, you know, a one thing that could possibly hit and there's about, you know, 200%, if you will, or that kind of a double vague on all of it. It's not great. Obviously you can try to talk yourself into, I think power play guys as a little bit more likely an early penalty. Um, I don't think starting lineups matter. So oftentimes in basketball, we, we think, okay, let's get the tip. Oh, they face off really doesn't matter, but who's going to score first. So there really is no edge in almost anything other than I guess thinking a team is just much better than the other going from them. But I don't think there's a good edge in it at all. I bet it when I'm definitely going to be watching a marquee game, um, going to a game, I often try to bet it, but it's a bad strategy for long-term profits for sure. Um, that's one question I wanted to get to. And, you know, another one that kind of got mentioned to me was just more about parlay building in general. Um, just someone kind of mentioned like, why do you sort of, you know, do it really is up to preference. I mean, if I was really trying to be as strategic as possible I really think, you know, if you want to pick three to four props, that's a really good mentality. Um, that's why I do the round robins. Round robin basically meaning that if you take, you know, as, let's say we have five props we really like, uh, five bets in general. It doesn't have to be props. You could use, you know, money line X over Y and three props. If you do a round robin, you can take all the combinations of all of them. So instead of saying, well, all of these have to hit or I get nothing, if four or five hit, 
You get every combination of two, every combination of three, every combination of four, the five didn't hit, but you'll make a decent profit on that. Right? That's why I bet that way. Now, when you do drive Robin's, make sure you're looking at exactly what you're paying. Because if you're putting you know nine props together and you're doing like a dollar per combination, that's a 500, that's 500 bets. So it's going to still really add up and it's going to be a really, really costly endeavor. On most apps, you can do 10 cent minimum. So if you want to do it that way, I like to do it that way. I think it's more fun, you know, end of the night. Yeah, maybe you didn't, if you hit everything, obviously, then you take every combo of all of the wins plus the parlay, which I always increase, right? I mean, come on, I don't leave 10 cents on the whole thing. I, I bump it up to 15, 20. But the point I'm making is that definitely gives you more skin in the game. It gives you more chances to at least, break even or make money back. Normally you have to hit at least one or two over uh, what you put together, depending on the odds you pick. If it's all plus money bets and you get 50%, you know, then you might be okay. But it, it, normally when you're building these massive parlays, you're really going to have to try to eat some chalk in this mix. Um, so that's what kind of round Robin is and, and why I like to bet it. I, I don't know of many people that tout round Robins. I, a lot of people just, just ask me like friends, I don't know what this is. So explaining it very basically, when you go in your app on you know, the sports book, put your parlay picks together before entering it in. It's right below where you, it gives you like a plus, you know, 44,000 uh, right below that round Robin, give it a check, try it out, mess around with it. Uh, maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. I know. So most people seem to really like it a lot, um, but that's kind of how I build. Um, and if I, I know recently I've had, you know, multiple nights where I was one prop off, I still took a nice profit home. So I'm not, you know, I'm not going to beat myself up about uh, what eight of nine, because I still take home hundreds of dollars, but we'll move forward with this. Like, let's get into the Monday slate action, it's a lot of chalk, um, a couple games that, are, I, you know, I, I like a couple lines here uh, right off the cuff, but uh, a lot of things that I'm not overly bullish on in general. So the first game is Boston uh, at Columbus. Uh, I'll start by saying it's going to be real, real hard for me not to take Boston as the winning team here. Um, the plus one and a half is fine. I, you know, I think that if you're going to bet Boston, you just go all in, take it plus money. I mean, this is a pretty bad team in Columbus in general. Uh, Boston's been rolling. Uh, you know, we just saw this matchup on Saturday um, where Boston, you know, won five to two and they really outplayed them pretty good. You know, 3.6 expected goals to 2.4. So that's, I'd say that's pretty solid. Um, I, I just, I don't really see any scenario where you're taking such a minus bet when you could get plus money for them to just get an empty net goal or something of that nature. The DeBrusque Bergeron Marchand line was really heavily um, built around in daily fantasy. I saw, I think, couple winning lineups are around there that had at least a brusque in the mix. He was obviously very, very good. Um, I think that's going to be a really popular strategy again. So I do think on this small of a slate, if you're not stacking Boston or you're fading them for whatever reason, it's probably going to be extra leverage, extra beneficial then to take the goalie for Columbus. Um, I think if you go with like a full you know, game stack in the Toronto game, or if you go all in on St. Louis five man stack there, it, it you know, you do that other people probably will as well those are going to be the chalkiest spots i think are going to be boston and st louis so it will really differentiate that st louis stack if you get a goalie that gets 35 save win in a guy like where's lincoln so yeah i know he's not that great but he's going against olmark who's been a bit more suspect i don't think it's completely out of their own possibility he couldn't get you the w it's unlikely very unlikely but at this point in the year you never really know so i do think if you're building without boston and dfs where's lincoln's it should be considered now i often again this is another question i get sometimes where people see my lineups and they say i have no idea how you picked that goalie uh, you know how did you do that and it's like it's well if boston if i don't play boston players and they score seven goals already lost like it doesn't like my goalie getting me at negative eight didn't matter because my team already missed out on all of that boston points so if i picked another goalie that got 18 points 
I don't care because I'm still not making any money in GPPs. In cash games, yeah, I don't think you should do that. But if you're trying to capitalize in GPPs, you, you got to think outside the box. You got to take a different mentality that this is the most optimal lineup. Uh, it's not going to get you there often. So, uh, I, you know, I, when I've had bigger nights, it normally comes at the hands of a goalie that shows up and puts in that kind of a performance. Um, I think in DraftKings, it's even more beneficial to get those high volume, you know, shot against teams like a Columbus. Um, so that's simply a strategy I use. And I think in the playoffs is almost even infinitely more valuable because playoffs, anything can happen at all. And these are all good teams at this point. And people still galaxy bring themselves into all the chalk and not get any of those goals on the other side. It, I don't like that. I also, you know, we'll get to the playoffs later. I don't want to get into all the DFS now, but let's talk about this game really specifically. Corsi against um, Columbus is 17th over the last 10. Boston is, I believe, even further down the list. Uh, yeah, so they're, yeah, so Boston is the fourth best team, uh, not allowing shot attempts, while Columbus is 17th uh, worst, or I guess right in the middle. So this game doesn't really profile to have an unbelievable amount of shots. I don't love the over, but I don't love the goalies, and I think there's a both sides have enough skill that they could get there. I personally at six and a half, I'm just not betting it. I take the under if anything, but I don't think it's worth your while. And you just take the Boston puck line and move on. As far as players, there's one I love here more than anyone else. It's definitely Pasternak. Um, he hasn't scored in a few games and he has been shooting like a man on fire. Again, he hit his over um, on four and a half. It went up to four. It was three and a half at minus a whole bunch for a while. Then it went to four and a half. I'm still hammering it. He had what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven on net, two missed and one block of 10 shot attempts. I mean, I think it's going to happen again. He's definitely the rate shooter on his line. I know Howell had two goals, but I, I think it's going to, the ball's going to break for Pasternak. I might even bet him to score twice here just because I really, really think that he's going to be forgotten about. And I do think in a Boston stack, he's still very, very viable um, with all of that mix. If you're going to spend all your salary there, you can, I think you can because there's enough value that we're going to get to down the line. So, Definitely interested there. I don't think I'm going to get overboard on Columbus in any capacity. There's really not even a player that I, I think is safe and really in any respect to bet on. So I think I'm just ready to move on to the next game. But Pasternak shot prop, I don't hate the idea if you can find it um, for a McAvoy point as well. He has been a little bit more involved in the offense. He hit the post last game. I think that he's going to continue to kind of ramp up that offensive production. So I'm okay with it for sure. Um I definitely could get on that because he's been a guy that, you know, it's not like you're, you know, it's not, he's not Victor Hemp. He's not Roman Yossi, but he's been playing a very similar role, just a little less minutes. And now with Lindholm, I think he's freed him up even more. He was on the guys for three goals, four in that last game against Columbus. And, you know, I'm not power play. So I definitely think his point prop is really going to be in play for me. Maybe in some more um, long odds builds and for parlays, I'm going to put that in. Next is Toronto at Tampa. Uh, I'm as good as I think I'm, I'm definitely about the under here at six and a half for a couple of different reasons. Um, I know, first off, there's a ton of skill on both sides here. And, and this is very easy to talk yourself into, you know, these goalies not very good. Yeah. I, I'm not going to go there myself. We should be seeing Campbell and Vasilevsky. We definitely, I mean, we got confirmed Campbell at this point that he'll be in between the pipes. I can't imagine to go back to Elliott. He started last game. So we're getting two, I think better than average goalies. I know Campbell's been bad, but he was battling an injury. I'm not going to hold it against him. I'm back on Campbell here, but you know, we're looking at a Tampa team that is, just, you know, all season long and even as of late, been one of the best against shot, you know, just condensing shot volume against um, with Vasilevsky and then I think that helps. And we're not talking about the same Toronto team of years past. I think a lot of people have been 
You know, this is Toronto team that if we would have looked over the last 10 over the whole season for the Corsi four, this would have been the, the top team almost every year. And this year, they're a lot more closer to 10, 15. They're just not winning that way anymore. They're just not playing that same style that they used to. Uh, they're not playing as running gun as they, so I think we have to keep that in mind. As far as Corsi four, this is 11 and 13. Toronto is 11 over the last 10 in Corsi four for 60 and Tampa is 13th for Corsi four for 60. So maybe some shot volume here, but I don't think it's quite high enough for, you know, a minus bet over six and a half. I'd like rather take the under here minus one fifteen. you know, under six goal, I mean, over seven goals is all you need. I mean, that feels like it's going to happen decently often. Um, so this is a, you know, a pre Stanley Cup matchup. Very, very likely this is going to be the two teams. Boston could slip in, but you know, right now this is a Stanley Cup matchup. I think both these teams are going to come out firing and playing their best they can. So I just think a best on best is Stamkos line versus you know the Matthews line and others. It's going to be one of those games where I, I just don't know if it's quite going to get there. So I'm going to take the under here. I'm not going to bet money line. I do think anytime you can get Toronto at plus money, it makes sense. Uh, but Tampa Bay's just they're they're a tough team to crack, obviously. So. Um, not going to do it. I think if you're betting Tampa again, just go for the empty net goal, go for the plus 180. You can bet both if you'd like, but I think especially in like a same game parlay type of build, I'd rather take like Stamkos score or something of that with the puck, the reverse or the puck line or Tampa, like minus one and a half. If you're doing that, because it's very likely that if they do win by two, it's probably that, you know, that line point. Uh, Kucherov and Samkos, but depending on where you can get them to score, sometimes points even better than Samkos, but Kucherov, they kind of price off the most as like they're most likely to score high. Um, props, like I said, these two teams I think are, are pretty good defensively. I'm not sure if you're getting any serious value here on any prop. Uh, Matthews priced out of consideration in my book. Most of these guys are. So I don't think I'm going to be overly bullish on any individual prop here. Um, I might look to save props. Like I, like I kind of mentioned, I think there'll be some shot volume, but don't think it'll be super high. Uh, look what Vasilevsky is. Maybe if it's, you know, 25 to 26, seven and a half, I might bet that over just thinking he gets the saves to get it done. Um, that's probably my best angle here. I would have to look at the props and, and see uh, there's really not one individual player that's like head and shoulders above the rest, obviously outside of Austin Matthews. Victor Hedman actually is the, over the last 10, has the most shot attempts for any player on Tampa. So I mean, you could consider it. I know it's always tough to pick a fence, but and feel good about it. Stamp goes to snacks, but at five attempts, maybe, maybe I, I, I could, I could see it. Anyone on that line though can, can take control. It's very like Tampa one right now is Kucherov, Stamkos and points really hard to pick the one guy that's going to have the, the, you know, the, the premium role. So I think I'm probably going to more, more than likely fade most of that. Look at the goalie probably get a couple other things, but I'll get back to um, tomorrow for favorite props in this game. Um, the next game is, yeah, I mean, I don't think I have to say must. Arizona, St. Louis. I've already bet the the puck line for St. Louis at home, back to back Arizona, um, coming into St. Louis. You know, minus one thirty five for the Blues to win by two. I'm going to bet them all the way up to three and a half. I think they could absolutely blow the doors off Arizona. Arizona is the team giving up the most shot attempts. Arizona is a team having the least amount of shot attempts, and that was including Clayton Keller in most of these games. He's only missed one now, and. They played against uh, Arizona. It was my, my guy, AR Arizona. They played against Anaheim. My favorite bet of the night was Anaheim to win in regulation. And Anaheim absolutely smoked them. Uh, 3.8 expected goals to 1.4. And it was a 5 nothing Anaheim win. Uh, not even remotely close. I watched a lot of the game. It was really Anaheim, you know, especially when their top two lines were out there, just scoring at will, dominate, dominating the game in every capacity. Um, and now this Arizona team with, you know, lines of uh, Jenick, Boyd, Kessel, you know, Cone, 
Golchenyak and Marcel. I don't even know this guy is Marcelli. Fashing Beagle and Erickson, a joke. Richie, Peyton, and Schmaltz. And those are four lines of players that, I mean, they make Seattle's lines look like first lines. It's really, really not good at all there. Um, I know Chikrin could be somewhat potentially back, which gives them a little bit of added bonus, but actually they announced he's out for the entire season. Never mind what I said last show. They said he'd be back by April 1st, and they said, nope, never mind. So Chikrin will not be back for the rest of the season. This team is a train wreck. Um, They're rolling out Strawman with Deneen. That Strawman was on the ice for every goal against. Not great. Really not not great uh, when you're on the ice for all five goals against. And even to further the whole thing about them losing five to nothing, they really didn't take that many penalties until the end of the game. And all five goals came at five on five. Not good at all. The St. Louis team should roll them. They're going to be popular in DFS. I think that if you're stacking St. Louis, you go all the way in. You don't dip your toes in the water. You say, I'm taking the whole thing. They went 10, um, 10 forwards last time or oh, 11 forwards, 11 and seven last time. So I think you can feel better about it. My favorite stack is definitely going to be Bustevich, Thomas, and Tarasenko. Um, they all correlate on one of the power play units with Falk. I think that's my preferred unit. Um, if you're going with, you know, Sato, Riley, and Perron, I'm not going to fall to you. They were with Letty on the point for the power play. So you kind of get your savings with uh, Nick Letty, who really at 2,700 should be considered in your builds, I think, regardless, um, just because he does have point upside and they're playing him a lot. But Falk get one defenseman here, maybe on the entire slate point for value. Um, I think I'll definitely be taking him for point props because mostly guys are going to be priced out of consideration. Um, Tarasenko has been around the 120 mark, and I've been absolutely jamming. If he's anything under minus 200, I'm again jamming it for sure. I'll probably take it regardless, all three of them. Just the Thomas, Busnevich, Tarasenko, put all of them in straight bets, and one goal happens, I hit them all, you know, we're happy. So I think that's an easy mentality. It's just taking, like, going way overboard on point props for all the guys on St. Louis because Arizona is getting caved in defensively. They have absolutely nothing on offense, and they should lose by five goals again. This team is really, really bad. If you want, you know, anything I could give you on Arizona, it's like if you're making a line, right? Let's say you're making, um, you know, a – all out Boston onslaught and you need some savings and you just want to have one guy in Arizona, they might be going against Bennington and, and, you know, uh, God, hold on. I'm trying to pull him back up again. I just, I feel guilty doing this because I'm definitely knocking to myself, but I, I feel bad. just not giving you any single player. Um, it's probably Hayton or Richie would be your best to pick. I think that line is just a little bit better. Uh, minimum salary, Barrett Hayton, not a good rate shooter. So you're probably going over to Richie. Um, Richie is Oh, no, he's out too. Oh, he got suspended. That's right. Wow, they won't even have Nick Ritchie. I was going to say, at least he, he might shoot the puck. Man. This team is going to get cranked. I forgot he got suspended one game. I think Beagle did too, right? I mean, he should have. He didn't yet. But, I mean, if you play Jay Beagle, just don't listen to my show anymore because that guy is terrible. God, wow. Don't pick anyone in Arizona. Just move on. Don't do it to yourself. It's probably Jan Jenik. I, I no. Okay. We'll get to more fun games. Um, this is the marquee game of the night. Uh, well, I mean, Hippotrano is really good too. Uh, but Calgary and LA is also a really, really good game. Uh, I'm really excited for this one. I've been loving LA has really turned into the whole Maple Leafs. I mean, they're playing very fast, ton of shots. I love the hell of a shot, uh, save prop on Saturday. I was kind of telling a bunch of my friends and I was like, Hey, I'll put this in all my parlays. And he almost hit it in the second period. So I again, love LA to keep shooting the puck. Um, I think, you know, Calgary is, is the better team here. I, you know, I think that they should win. 
I'm totally fine with the over six for sure. I would rather take that than anything else here. Um, and then definitely getting props in general. I'm going to be taking Elliot's on a back-to-back as well, I believe. Right. So um, just, yeah, whatever. I feel like I'm pretty sure they are. I can actually, I can pull it up. Um, no, they're not. They're not. Okay. They're, they're not on the back-to-back. That doesn't change anything anyway. So definitely going to get props in this game <clears throat> over six. I like, uh, Oh, Arvidsson, I've been jamming it over three and a half. It might be a little bit thin here, but I do think that I'm going to have it anyways because he is the best rate shooter on this team. Um, I I could consider Kempe, and I follow Kempe's probably the better bet for shots. Um, and then really anything on, on Calgary 1, I think for shots is fine. Chuck's been the best as far as over the last 10, so I'm probably going to include him. Um, and Arvidsson is my two favorites. Um, I know last time we saw this matchup, I loved the Chuck over two and a half, and he had a whopping one. That was the overtime loss. Um, so we just saw this game recently, and, you know, LA got the win at home. Yeah, if you want to talk yourself into that narrative, I totally get it, but it's not my favorite bet here. I'd rather go over in this game uh, and get save props for really both goalies, I think are totally in play. Um, I think that, you know, more often than not, I'll just take Markstrom if he's in net because I think he's the better goalie. He should be starting here. Um I know this is a, a Calgary team that doesn't often give up a ton of shots. So last game versus LA, he had 30 saves. I think if you get anything around the 25, 26 mark, that's, you know, really easy take over for me. And I think that's where it'll be. So that's probably my favorite prop in this game in general. Um, for bigger plus money, like I said, Arvidsson should be about plus 130 to hit over three and a half. Uh, and, and I just love him as a player. I love him as a rate shooter. And, you know, in that, in the, yeah, I think he's hit that, you know, most games. Um, <clears throat> I know last time out he had, let me find him. Oh, he got hurt. He got hurt and he missed a lot of the last game. He missed some of the game versus Winnipeg. I don't know what happened there. I tried to reach out to a beat reporter because no one said anything about why he missed so much time on ice. Um, but he only played 12 minutes and I think there was some sort of an injury and he still had shots on goal. So as long as he's back healthy and good to go, I'm going to go to it because in 12 minutes, two shots, what can you do with 20? Right. So overall, let's get to the, the, the magnitude of all four games. Uh, my favorite bet of the entire night is the uh, St. Louis minus one and a half, minus 135. That line's going to move. I'm grabbing it now. Um, my second favorite is going to be the under six and a half in the Toronto Tampa game. And then the over in the Calgary LA are my three favorite on the money lines and everything. Other bets I'm going to definitely have in my mix are going to be Pasternak related, whether it's to score over four and a half shots on goal. I could go back to that again. I really don't care. Um, all the St. Louis point props, whatever I find. Falk's going to be included for sure with Busnevich, um, Busnevich, Tarasenko, and Thomas. Thomas has also been real low compared to the field. So those those four guys, are, I'm, I'm probably going to take them all. And then um, LA guys in general, Kempe uh, is going to be one that I'm going to double check on. He had four shots on goal in a goal last game. I followed, might make the mix. And then Arvidsson. Um, and then uh, it, I, I could say the Calgary guys, but it's obviously it's the Chuck with um, Lindholm and um, Johnny Hawk, Goudreau. So if you want to take any of those, like I said, the truck's been the best over the last 10, but I get, you know, talk yourself into whatever you want. Um, <clears throat> I know the so truck has hit over two and a half in one, two, three, four, five of his last six. Um, so I think he's back rolling again. I'm probably going to take him myself. Okay, I think that's enough on this four game slate. I'll be back on Friday. Again, check out Underdog Fantasy if you have any questions about that. Um, hit me up. I'll post the video again, a whole bunch. It's a really long video. So don't just sit through it all if you don't want to, but I go over a lot of explanation of how to build optimal rosters in these drafts. Um, there's been a ton of coverage on the football and the basketball, not a lot in the hockey. They're growing. This is a bigger contest. I really hope it fills and fills early. And there's nothing better than watching playoff hockey 
at all, right? That's the best thing in the world. But when you're gambling on it, it makes it a little bit better. I'm not going to lie to you. So gamble on it. And this is one of the funnest ways to do it. $5 entry, 4K to first place. Use promo code MSP. Um, great review, comment, do all that stuff for this show. And I will be back on Friday, if not sooner. And check out Morning State Podcast. Obviously, I'll have Tuesday and Thursday covered. And Twitter, if you're not following me, uh, I post like all my picks. Just, they're all there. Have fun. Talk to you soon. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.